0: Ted scoop. All right. L- yes, sir. We Mike are check, live. Check. We're live. Yeah. Okay. Mike check. We sound good. We are let's ready go. to go. And uh, yeah, let's get this episode rolling, man. Jeremy, thank you very much for taking the time. <laughs> Likewise. To stop by, man. This is uh, an exciting podcast. It was last minute and I was like, let's do it. So we're glad Shout to have you to on. Casey. Yes. Yep. Casey, if you want to do the introduction, man, yeah. and we can go
1: from there, man. So uh, V friends. Uh, I got in V Friends last May. It's built a community. Uh the community is you know, I was we're on Twitter AMAs all the time. Shout out Jeremy for hosting them. I was on the Twitter AMA and I hear he's flying in for a wedding. And I'm like, oh man, I gotta reach out. And Jeremy puts out all the alpha. If you know V Friends, you know Jeremy, you know he's putting out the alpha. So you're tuning in all the time. And I was like, he's gonna be in OKC. I gotta see if he's available for like breakfast. And it was like, you know, hey, I could use a ride from the airport. Let's pick him up from the airport, start to talk, where are we from? Where are you from? Then it's like, hey, I have this platform, me and Darwin to do this podcast. Let's talk about V Friends. Let's talk about the community. Let's talk about how you got there. And so I can't wait. I'm excited about this podcast. I'm excited for you to tell this us. Guy? Yeah. This guy? Man,
0: he's a, he's, he's
1: a genius when he's it comes the to the network, man. I love it. You well, know? yeah. And, like, he
2: picked me up from the airport. We spent, like, half my trip together. He also, like squeeze me in for a haircut
0: shout out to supreme supreme barbershop supreme took it,
1: care it, of it the boy really, for the wedding yeah who yeah.
0: bless you up is it ad ad shout out to A-D. my boy ad yeah. man yes uh so man just tell the people what you got going on what you do and then you can just go from there man let's get yeah. let's get nerdy with it
2: <laughs> let's get nerdy with it this world is so interesting because i was you even as you were saying i was like what is alpha to somebody who does isn't in the nft space true which is like Alpha is a word that basically means kind of like insider knowledge. It's like if you have the scoop on something that might be, might give you an advantage, it's usually called alpha. But now we use it for anything like what's the news, could
1: be alpha Mm -hmm. or whatever. But I. I don't even know where to start. I but actually You've, told you've Casey- taken that. Yeah. You've you've taken that leap to be the fan paid, be V Friends. V Friends launched and it was, I felt like you were the first person to say, okay, I'm gonna circulate a channel that circulates all this information so everyone in the community can get it.
0: Yes. Mm.
1: Is that what gave you
2: that? Like I mean, so in V Friends, there's like there's really like three stories here. Cause there's the story of Gary V. Mm-hmm. You know Gary V. Yes. So for people who don't know Gary V, like super quick crash course. His family is from the former Soviet Union. He was born in Belarus. He and like a handful of his family members were lucky enough to get out through Poland. They moved to Queens. They have this very much like almost romantic immigrant life. But obviously, it's romantic in the movies. It's like Mm -hmm. really hard, right? Like small apartments, seven family members. Dad works in a liquor store for years until he's, like, in his teenage years where finally his dad buys the liquor store he works at. And in that time, Gary is just kind of gifted with entrepreneurial skills. He, like, he tells stories, right? So, like, he tells stories of, like, going to people's houses and pulling their flowers and selling it back to them at their door. Right. Then he he had not just one lemonade stand, but, like, a franchise lemonade stands. (laughs) He would get his, like, five best friends from elementary school to man his lemonade stands mm-hmm. while he would ride around on his like big wheel mm-hmm. and sit on the corner and watch as people were going through intersections where their eyes went like was Born it better an entrepreneur. was it better to put the poster on that tree or that like telephone pole or whatever mm-hmm. then that led into collectible cards so he started like I don't know he, he talks talked about it at, like age 12 making $20,000 at these mall shows selling cards and, like, walking, this, walking the whole uh, whatever, seeing everybody's table and being like, okay, I'm stealing that. You're doing that wrong. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to price all my shit a little bit lower. Right. And then he gets pulled into the liquor store and makes, like, $2 an hour bagging ice. And he falls in love with collecting wine, really cramming in the whole story. He, he starts the first... Or I guess the second online wine business, and rebrands his now his dad's liquor store as Wine Library. So it was early in like every kind of web two marketing. Like he bought Google AdWords the day it came out, and paid eight cents a word for a the head. Ahead. That's the
0: crazy part. He's just ahead.
2: Wow. Yeah, and he and 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 that's like what he's characterized for is like yeah. I mean people see him as like this big salesman marketer, and he is that. But he also like sees the trends as they're arriving, mm-hmm. and so like. That had led him to AdWords, to, like, go heavy on email marketing while it still mattered, invest in Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, eventually Uber,
1: eventually, like, musically. So were you like me in the sense that you, like, you found him online? I found him just his social media presence, and I, like... I listened to him at first and I, I was like, I, I, I vibe with that. Like, I have synergy with what he's saying, you know, this, yeah. and all these traits. And then, and I had never really, besides his book, you know, Crush It, I had never really seen him push to sell anything and I never went to buy it. So when he did the NFT, I don't know if it was like you, I, I it, believed in him already just by following the free content. It was a
2: little bit of that. Like, so yeah, he gets it, he gets in, after all that investing, he gets into digital marketing, like Facebook, Instagram was like shouting about Snapchat and TikTok a couple of years before they blow up. And that's like around when I found him in 2015 and I was like 23 or 24 and I was, I had a good heart, but I was kind of full of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like I go, I went to a drama school. I worked really hard. Um, I started my own company with my friends. I was like doing the thing, but to make money, I was like, Oh, I don't know. I <laughs> so like lost at sea. You know, yeah, you, you kind of fair. make, you kind of make pennies as you're building. And, um, and so I found this MLM, I got pulled into an MLM called ACN selling, uh, home services. And I don't know how much you know about an MLM, but like the recruiting tactics are not so pure. And I was starting to feel Is that, that.
0: A pyramid scheme. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we all been, and there.
2: and there are plenty of them out there that are like sustainable, but most people who are in them, they just want the products for cheaper and they, they make a lot of promises and they, they just use a lot of tactics to make me feel uncomfortable. Uh, and so I was starting to realize that, and I found Gary Vee's – the first video I saw from him was him speaking to a class at USC about entrepreneurship, and he said, at the moment you don't believe 100%, 100% fully in what you're selling, mm. you've already lost. And I was like, huge. That's <laughs> like, I was like, i got to get out of this thing. And then he starts talking about self-awareness and – um and empathy as like business skills. And that meant a lot to me because as an actor, I became a clown. And I know that sounds kind of out of, the, out of left field. It is a little bit like um, nonverbal communication, physical acting, mask performance, puppetry. Like these are the things I did for oh, the, wow. the eight years yeah. before the pandemic. Um, and then obviously like my industry completely shut down and the stuff I was doing behind the scenes because so I worked on stage and backstage, and
0: this is all in New York, right? That's where you. It was actually grew. in California. California. I moved
2: to New York November before the pandemic. Okay, and I started doing home repairs to pay the bills, so like fixing doorknobs, mounting TVs, moving jobs, stuff like that. And then, so after like you know August after the initial isolation, that's where I was able to like get work. Um. And a few months later, in May of 2021. Gary announces this project V Friends. So like the same way he saw where things were going with digital marketing, he saw NFTs, and NFTs were a lot of hype at that time because people had already sold his sixty nine million dollar every yeah. days, and CryptoPunks was selling. CryptoPunks were going up. I had no idea what anything was, but I was a little bit into crypto. I had been like dollar cost averaging, like buying a little bit incrementally. Ethereum, right? It, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and uh, Cardano thank God I bought Cardano because otherwise I would have never been able to afford to be <laughs> You hit that spike, that initial spike to like,
1: yeah, I mean, I bought or it or at something. like 30 cents. <laughs> oh, so okay. like so I, I, it, I've been heard, up
2: on yeah. that. I don't have it anymore because now I rolled it all into, I you rolled it all into
0: that. The earnings you invested into, into V friends. Yeah. Nice. nice.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, man, there's so there's, it, I'm glad we're telling this story because there's so many like different ways to tell it, but mm-hmm. like, the the reason I am where I am right now is because when V-Friends launched, well, two reasons. I was pretty depressed at in April. I like my jobs were slowing down. I, I had to get a restaurant job to pay the bills and like theater was just like a the yeah. big, a big question mark. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't exist. And at, you're isolated for a year and a half. Like it's or it was a year at that point, but it starts to get like overwhelming. Really really yeah. heavy. And so, um, so I'm getting into crypto to like, um, like almost gambling in a way. I was starting to trading. I was like losing some money. I was like not really sure where I was at. And losing money doesn't help with your happiness sure. for sure. Um, so, so yeah, v Friends comes out. And Gary originally said it would be one Ethereum. And I had that. Um, and my friend who, in, who like brought it to my attention, because I wasn't really watching him at that time, he had half an Ethereum. I had one and a half, so we like put our money together. Me and actually a third friend, we had four together. And we pooled it all because for a month before, I don't know if you were following all this, but he was like 0.5 to 1 ETH. Like mm-hmm. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. But he was being very secretive about what it was exactly mm-hmm. and how much it would cost. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it's a reverse Dutch auction. So like in an auction where highest bidder wins, Dutch auction is reversed. It starts high, and then, and the- then you can buy it as it goes down. So the Dutch auction started at three ETH. And he started to say, you need three ETH. At the time, that's like almost $12,000. And we were freaking out. So on the day it was announced, I I wasn't sure I'd be able to get one. Or at least the three of us would split one. But there was one token that was application only. It was a scholarship, mentorship with Gary V, called the Sorcerer Scholarship. And that was why. Mm-hmm. So like I was ready for the drop on May 5th. And I was sitting at my computer, and I was reading like admission tokens, V conference. Every one of these NFTs is a ticket to Gary's conference for the next three years. That was a cool value offer. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lot of like niche things. Like he's got the FaceTime fly, which we use for the podcast, right? Nice. So like five minutes for two years. There's like the podcast Panther. If you okay. have the podcast Panther, that one went for like 10 ETH off. 10 yeah. ETH. So what does
0: like that, that, that give you access to?
2: That gives you Gary on your podcast for two years.
0: But he comes personally. We go over there to him. How to. Yeah.
1: Both. Yeah. Either, Both way. either way. Both. Either way. Yeah. yeah. I think most people That's, have gone to him. But I think the podcast path are just sold for 70 Ethereum or something like that. 70? No. Or 120. 120 120. Ethereum. I saw that. There's a lot of weird access have, ones. There's, yeah.
2: And ones we haven't seen yet. Like there's gone fishing fish where you just get three hours fishing with, with him. Gary. With, oh, shit. Yeah. There's the uh, there's the courts. How much side is that going cat? for? I don't know. At the auction, it probably sold. It hasn't resold. The guy yeah. who got it probably got it for like... I think 15, that's valuable. 15 or 20 years. 15 or 30, 20 years. But you have to... Yeah. Like at the time, that was like... $80,000. Yeah. Oh, and man. ETH was at all-time high. That, ETH was an all-time high when V Friends launched, which is kind of right. crazy.
0: Man, that to me it's interesting cuz these are pretty much access to Gary V, right? All
2: these right. different yes. cards. Yeah. Yes. There's so, a brunch
1: ladybug, you know, like ladybug brunch. Yeah, they're whatever. like meal
2: tokens where you meal get to tokens. sit down and eat with Gary V and the other the other holders. Yeah. That's crazy. It, well,
0: so Where does what do you think Gary finds time to to fit all that in his schedule? You know, you got all these cards that gives he's you access to him. And he's running all these him, businesses. And he's running all these businesses. Mm. So you would think like, how does he find time, right? Cause well,
2: he says he takes a lot of it out of his speaking. He's like not doing, the, you know, the keynotes that he was doing. He's like rolling mm-hmm. that time into this. So like when when they launched it, there there are three things that they talked about were like, number one, creating a um, a blueprint for other celebrities, right, and other people with influence, because there's a lot of people that can come into the space and be like, I've got a hundred million followers, buy my shit, I walk out with. 10 million dollars or whatever and they don't know how to build a project or build a brand that's actually sustainable for the people on the other side so a blueprint but then also like a, a tangible value offer in the conference but then also this third piece of like for anybody making an NFT access this like unscalable like providing time for your community is going to be like the thing that, that proliferates NFTs like imagine if this podcast gets like a million downloads a month, like there's going to be people who want to talk to you guys mm-hmm, and, right. you know, yeah. and people do that now without NFTs and NFTs can make it more efficient and gives you tools because it's all, it's all on a decentralized ledger. That's what the blockchain is. It's like a tech that under underlies all of this. And so because of that, it's a clear and transparent record. Mm. That you can have. It's not necessarily tied to people's right. identities, but
1: but you, you have their wallets. So. And one thing I liked about Gary is like, you know, at the time, Web3 was known for access. I think Mark Cuban had did something where he did an email. Uh, he allowed you to email him, and he, and then he responded a, a personal message. But Gary gave the conference, he kind of gave this three-year window of what value was for the token with the same uh, goal to build out the ip and continue to innovate with the web 3 through the three years so you kind of like got into the project not really knowing what was next you just knew what you got initially but like i think that was everyone's like suspense is like how is he going to build out this ip what else is he going to add what other values is he going to
2: add that's why right now is a cool time to be recording this podcast because like i am the unofficial historian of v friends now because, like, since May 5th, and the, I was, like, the reason I went heavy on content is because I didn't know I could afford a token. I, was, I assumed this application would be content. So it was, like, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok every day since May 5th. TikTok fell off. But, like, Instagram and Twitter, like, I've been there. So, like, I've literally seen everything happen. And, we yeah, we really didn't know what was going on. Yeah, When, when you say, like, I'm going to build an IP like Disney, nobody, like, I, like, I, I still can't really imagine that. But now we're starting to get a better idea because there's another there's the second series coming out soon. And it's an interesting time. I was telling Casey, like this this podcast should just be called Everything I Know About V Friends. It would just like put out all the best, mm. all the best guesses. Yeah. Because it's right in the pocket where we're about to get a lot of answers or we think. Yeah. Um, but like to your point, V Friends, Gary drew them himself, which is Kind of romantic. Like, that's cool of him. He could have Mm -hmm. easily hired an artist to do it, but he wanted his own provenance. His own, like, Yeah, he sat origin. there at his
1: desk and drew every character. And they're all... And, like, he got flanked for the art. Like, artists in Web3 at the time were like, ah, uh, this art is whack. Like, it, it's not impressive. You know, it's but not it gives you, you
0: just a unique, you know, touch yeah. to it. Like, it's yeah. from him. It, it's yeah. literally his
1: design, like, his hand.
0: Exactly. It's not, like you said, he could have hired an artist, but I think that makes it even more special because he made it. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, Totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And it's, it's different. It's not like this, you know, crazy, well- put together thing is just something that was on the fly and there it is. Right. So I'm, I'm a fan of it. And yeah. like we were talking yeah. about the, the more exclusive access token,
2: but most of the characters are admission. Like it's just the NFT it's got, there's a few kinds of rarity and they get you into the conference. But for Gary, it's like, it's the first ever collectible of a 45 year plus intellectual property. So anything good that happens to those characters and all the characters are are i guess human attributes mostly they're like stuff that he wants more people to incorporate into their lives like empathy elephant patient panda uh tenacious termite you know like any positive attribute you can think of is more or less in there so there's 268 of these characters Mm. and and so you can imagine like honestly not all of them will be able to be truly built out in his lifetime but the conference gives him three years to establish the ip and you know, ideally, maintain the value of what they are now after the tangible value of the conference is gone. That's like the big variable, and everybody wants mm-hmm. to like play games about timing the market because they've done really well. Yeah. You know, like Gary's been like a huge influence in the space. Like people bought these tokens for two to four thousand dollars, and now they're forty to a hundred thousand dollars, depending on what you
1: hold. Awesome. I mean, what, what are some of the biggest gaps? There was somebody that's, that bought theirs for 0.5 ETH and then ended up selling the, like Ape for 80 ETH. Or yeah. Something like that. So there's a few characters that have, yeah. Because made. of like crypto
2: culture and because of the Bored Ape Yacht Club, which is now the most successful NFT project really of all time. Um, sorry, CryptoPunks.
1: Board Ape just bought CryptoPunks. If you yeah, don't know. they did. bought they oh, yeah. Larva Labs. So now CryptoPunks is owned by Board Ape. So yeah, they're and, just building that empire like yeah, this. Yeah, crazy. that's crazy. The Board Ape Yacht Club
2: like really did a lot of things right, and they launched at a time before, unlike now where there's a lot of um, sort of like spam projects, like people who are like faking the funk. Like they actually had a pretty original idea. They gave homage to the CryptoPunks, which are like one of the first gener- generative projects use some of the attributes there like um, like the orange beanie and the 3D glasses and things like this, they're tra- traits. But then they gave the commercial rights, the, the property rights of each ape to the holder. Mm-hmm. So if I have a board ape, which I don't, yeah. <laughs> um, I can go and make like a clothing brand or sneakers or I can put it on a backpack, I can sell it. And it's mine. If I want to like, if if you wanted to associate an ape with your podcast, or like, there's a club in Miami that bought an ape for that reason. Arizona T mm. has an ape that they're using with their marketing. So you can ape. brand it. So you can use it beyond
0: in brand an NFT. NFT. Yeah. Huh. And there's a, and sell merch.
2: There's a lot of promise there. Like even now, when they're worth like two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is wild. They they were they were originally purchased for like two hundred fifty dollars. Um, they, they, they literally did a 1000 X and they're pretty much maintaining God. that value. Um, there are people who are like, yeah, that's a big deal, but think about how much I could make if I actually utilize the opportunity here.
0: Cause it seems like everybody now is doing just anything, right? They'll come up with a sheep. Uh, the excited sheep or you know like they're just coming out with these kind of like adjective
2: sheep location or adjective animal location yeah so they're (laughs) trying to
0: just kind of replicate that board (laughs) ape kind of style and it's like where's the value where's the innovation where's the innovation you know where i love
1: about gary like yeah he's just all he's not cookie cutter he's not doing tokenomics right now he's like he's just innovating in his own way i would say jeremy would know but what are you most excited about? You know, we've got series two. We've got book games. Like, mm. what's gotten you like really excited right now? Yeah, I'm excited for the storytelling. Like, that's the that's the whole
2: reason I saw and could show up to V friends every day in the beginning. Like, I don't know if you know the Comedia dell'arte. This is like now in very another niche thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, like archetypes. You know, character types. Like, you know, there's like the villain and the hero. Sure. The 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 lovers. like most of those archetypes come from this italian tradition called commedia where actors would wear masks and perform on the street and improvise stories and say really dirty jokes like that's kind of what we know about it um so like like uh character types like the greedy jew like come from commedia and and even earlier if you want to get really historical but like the idea of the the bravo, the person who like comes in for one like glorious scene and then dies or the lovers. I studied this um, and I studied how these archetypes like can sort of iterate on each other. like when when the greedy miser comes in with the the hungry servant, like th- their their relationship isn't static, right? It depends on the context. Mm-hmm. It depends on like, who is the miser in love with, or who is this, like, like, what is the servant hungry for? Maybe like, what was the mistake? And like, obviously there's a lot of problematics. This, yeah, is from, yeah. this is from the Renaissance, but um, I saw that. It's like, you can put the empathy elephant in with the cynical cat and that story can play out a hundred different ways. Mm. So we know yeah. that they're about to sign a children's book deal. And from like the earliest days Gary has said the accountable ant is like it is like that's the one he wants for the children's book first. So that hasn't been announced yet, mm-hmm. but I, I I'm pretty sure it's a big player. And they revealed the accountable ant evolving in the new, in the series, new series two art. Two. So so series one is like elementary drawings. They're they're like people want to call them doodles. They're really like people use the word doodles to be diminutive. Mm-hmm. They're sketches. They're you know, they're mm-hmm. like their marker and then over time he starts using more colors he gets a little better but you know if you took a couple art classes you could draw in that style and now mm-hmm. series two series two is is like animation ready it's like fully built out it's like a team of artists have have like totally leveled it up so instead of in series one where you have rarity by background all the artwork is the same within each character but like white is common uh, brown is rare orange very rare green is epic and then there's a few you know you've had the hollows and like card packs Mm -hmm. he's got like five types of hollows he's Mm -hmm. got lava gold hollow
1: bubblegum and diamond diamond Diamond. and uh and then all of a sudden then you got the separate access tokens which is 300 right 300 characters No, no, 33 characters. 33 characters. But 300 tokens. 300 access tokens. So then you got the specs, the access, then you got the cores and the various yeah. that he's talking
2: about. So Series 2 is a little different. Series 2 is all one of one art. Like, there's no repeats. Like, I have a core heart trooper. There are 19 other of them that are exactly the same except for the number. But in Series 2, everything's one of one and the way they do that is between the character, the pose, like... Are they in a competing pose? Are they in a classic pose? We don't know what they all are yet, and then the setting. So this is really cool. This is why I'm excited about series two and stories because, like already, like you put the the heart troopers kind of more of an enigma. Like um, you put a curious crane in a competing pose uh-huh. on Adversity Island story. Like already, there's a relationship, right? Mm, right, and. I'm I like I just know there's a lot of thought put into this and I, I'm i excited to see yeah, I don't know, how it plays out. How it plays out. It
1: might it's gonna take a long time, but like they're laying the groundwork for that. So okay, so if I'm let's say Darwin, like if I know nothing about V friends and but now you've got me interested in the project. Oh gosh. You know, what what do I what do I do? What do you recommend I do? If I'm just coming across Twitter, I run into this community but I want to get involved but I see book games I see a new series coming out I see that series 1 has already crushed it what what do I do what do I what's your advice
2: My advice is take it slow just like if you're curious about NFTs and you don't know anything about crypto you should learn a little bit about crypto first like the best advice is get educated mm-hmm. and take it slow because like the fact that we're having this conversation is novel. Like there aren't many podcasts right now that are talking about NFTs because there aren't many people right now that are, that can talk about NFTs, let alone collect them. Yeah. like I don't have the numbers on hand, but it's like 1% of 1% of people. So it's a very, very niche thing. If you're interested in it, you're, you're very early to this process and there's a lot of, danger in the space because it's so early it's also unregulated and so there's scammers like literally Mm -hmm. around every corner yeah if you're on twitter or you're on discord which are which are the platforms you'll go to learn about new projects you will inevitably run into people with bad intentions like if you get a dm that shows you some random artwork and it says uh gary v Supports his project predicts a 10th floor. That's not true. That's a scam. Anything that tells you this is going to make you money probably best to just turn around. Like it's happening from time to time with projects either because they have um, established leaders, like people who have done stuff in the real world, not just influencers, but like business people, like. Or anybody who's done like provably done something and is willing to put their reputation on something, people are more willing to invest in it because they're like, well, at least if you disappear, I know who like stabbed me in the back. You know, you're not just like an anonymous person on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, or they have like a ton of hype, mm-hmm. and hype is sort of like a double edged sword in the space because it like drives a lot of attention, drives a lot of volume, but like we have a term in the space called bag holders, which is like. It's kind of going back to the pyramid scheme, right? It's like there's always somebody at the bottom at, at the bottom of the pyramid who doesn't have like a build out, whatever. With like for a project that doesn't have a future, there's always going to be a bag holder. It's like I buy the bag for ten bucks, I sell it to you for twenty. Hold the bag, I've got my twenty bucks, right? And that can happen. It happens a lot. And so, like back to your question, like it's better to just watch a project life cycle a couple Mm -hmm. of times to get familiar with like launch, making promises, um, secondary market hype, then like what happens after the hype? What do the teams do? And if a team like continues to build, it might be worth spending a little more money to get into that project, even though you could have gotten in earlier because you have more certainty versus like gambling with NFTs. And like for V friends, there's, there's really just, three entry points right there if you have fifty thousand dollars not financial advice like a series one token is like is pretty crazy because right now if you get a series one token but over the next three years you get four free nfts you get a free series two and you get a, a ticket to vcon so they've made the ticket to vcon its own nft and gary is like <laughs> Gary is suggesting we're all underestimating him again. He's yeah. probably right. He's, he's probably been right, right. <laughs> every <laughs> about every time. It. It's been, the, I mean, the guy bats like 800. Yeah. Like he really, he really, he knows what he's up to, right? right? Um, and he thinks that like the, the art that he's set up for the VCon tickets is going to make the NFT collectible even after the conference because that's it's for getting you into the conference. But it's an NFT, so it's an asset. You hold it, you own it. You can do with it whatever you want, and that's pretty powerful. So he even mentioned in the Discord yesterday that he wants an average price of three point 5. five for
1: all four. That takes you to fourteen fifteen ETH, which is what the floor is it, today. It makes the V so, basically like free. Like Jeremy said, <clears throat> if you have the money and you can get into Series One today, and you get those four free NFTs throughout the course of the of the conferences, and you could be patient, and you could be patient, and those three NFTs sell for an average price of three point five Ethereum. Well, then you got a free V If you were just patient, that's how much value he's like. He's like, I'm basically, if, if I give you these four for free by owning the one and they sell for 3.5, you just bought yours for free if right. if maybe 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 maybe, maybe there's maybe, a lot of volatility yeah. in the in the space you never know but you have a guy like gary that's accomplished x amount so accomplished much. so much and you have him working on this project every day and you see it on his media you see him say it like i'm all in on b friends i'm all in mm. on V one everything everything i'm doing is for for the community like and just knowing that your investment is in some some guy like that and he's mm-hmm. working on it so that's, that's what made me feel comfortable
2: yeah and then his other two collections, Book Games, is about $1,000 right now each. Talk about Book Games. What is Book Games? Wait, wait. It? Let's check in with Darwin first because we I'm, just we just a, put a lot on you. I'm
0: absorbing everything, man. I'm, You're a sponge. I'm a sponge because like when I found out we were going to do this podcast, I'm like, perfect because like my mission here is to keep up with this podcast, put the content out. And I was like, Casey, your mission is to be on Twitter, checking out everything. Mm. The NFT space, the creative space, entrepreneurship. So it's cool. a good balance. So it's like I'm just absorbing it. I'm just yeah. absorbing and we knew we were gonna go to VCON together. Yes, to really explore oh, the space.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. So we
0: are. Yeah, we're all. You know, we're all in. You know, we're all in, and I love it because it's one of those where it's like I'm taking it, like you said, slow learning, and then let's go.
2: You know what? Pivot real quick. I mm-hmm. told Casey something yesterday that everyone should hear, and that is like. Like, Casey's been in the space since May. Casey's watched enough projects to launch his own project. You're you're learning, even slow. Like, it's not that hard to launch a project. It's hard to maintain a project. And something I said to him, which I think is going to play out, is that in three to five years, when, like, it's a lot more established, it's much more much more common for people simply to have these crypto wallets. Because right now, when you get in, it's like, how do I buy crypto? How do I transfer it to my own personal wallet that's not hosted right. by Robinhood or Coinbase or whoever else, but it's actually mine? You know, I have the keys to it. What's the security needed for all of that stuff? Like, the 101. In three years, that 101 will be much more broadly available. and, And... There will be a new round of people who are getting introduced to the NFTs for the first time. And just like in our generation, in our class, if you will, people dive into a project. They, like, see the prosperity. They see the possibility. Maybe they have really good intentions and a good idea, but maybe they don't have the experience. And so they can fizzle out. And it's going to be... and. thinking in this three- to five-year time period, there's going to be a new round of those people who are like, oh, my God, this is so exciting, amazing. Maybe it's a new bull run. There's all these things going on. And they, like, dive into a project. And they might do well. But it's going to be the people like us who have been watching for three- to five years who have been strategizing.
1: what fails, what works for
2: projects. that launch a project then that, like, have all of that experience and that network to make sure that your project succeeds. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the last thing you want to do right now... Is ruin your reputation with an NFT project that you can't support, you know, or sustain. It's like it's one thing if like your project isn't more valuable than what people bought it for. That's that's one piece of the puzzle which everybody wants and to a large degree expects. But it's out of out of co- the creator's control. But like if you can't like sustain, provide value, like build your community, whatever that means to your community. Like value can mean hundred things to hundred people, right? then like you will ruin your reputation and it'll be hard to come back from that. Mm-hmm. So like, it's awesome that you're taking it slow.
0: Yeah. Cause in this space, especially when it's creative, you know, and you're providing so much value by giving information, free information like this podcast, mm-hmm. that's huge. Just, to, just make sure you're, when you get into a project that you provide full value, you're doing your research and you're giving back to the people that yeah. trust you that are invested yes. in you. It's like the whole Gary Vee thing. You did it blindly. Cause you're like, He's provided so much value within the years that this has got to be something. This has got to be something. Yeah, this has got to be, you know, a yeah. value. That's, Absolutely, that's where we want to go with that. I'm sure people see me talking about Gary
2: V stuff. Like I've kind of become a megaphone for the things that V friends or Gary Vee says, and you know I'm negotiating that as I go. But people probably see me and they're like, "This is, this dude's a fanatic. This dude is just like a acolyte for Gary Vee. But uh, honestly, I wasn't watching Gary V before he launched his project the reason that i love gary v so much is because he already changed my life before v friends and like just the the very brief version of that story is like he talks about regret a lot and he talks about uh volunteering at old folks homes to like see what regret looks like and like connect with how um, how it you just get one chance You know, their
1: journeys and their and talking to the old people that have gone through things. And
2: yeah, he says, like, go to an old folks home and just like ask them about their lives. And nine out of 10 people will say, I wish like
0: I would have done this or done that. They
2: didn't try to start that business. this is The same reason why he says that people can like fuck off college and fuck off high school, not because school is bad, but because you can go back to school. Right. You don't have, you won't have that moment when you're 19 or 21 or 25 and you have a spark of excitement to go back. And like, that's why he says you're young at 40 because like you can, you can raise a family and then go back to that thing that like really drives you. So for me, that was spending time with my grandfather because he lives in Michigan and my grandmother passed away and I was like totally devastated. And like, and because I hadn't seen her in a few years, and like the, the the year goes by, and I'm just like grinding on theater shows, which I loved, but like I was, I would have like a week to three weeks at most between shows, and it it just hit me at one point like he put out a piece of content like that. I had heard the message before, but it, like it landed on me that time, and I finished my contract, canceled the next, and I booked a one way flight to Michigan and i spent 3 weeks with my grandfather to do nothing. Like literally my grandfather was asking me like again and again he's like why are you here? <laughs> like there's nothing yeah. to do. And i'm just cooking breakfast with him and like shooting this shit with him at night. And like it's one it's just one of my proudest memories. And he he like it did it meant so much to him, but he didn't realize that
1: like i wasn't Like I can't explain it. Like it was it was more for self growth. It was Gary V's words telling you like ask some older people how is that was that what it was?
2: It was and it was gratitude. Like I just like I didn't really know much about him. Like it was like Christmases and Thanksgiving that I really got to know him. And it was like it was super spontaneous and it felt necessary. And he was also in like ninety three and he passed away at the end of that year. Wow. Mm. And so like even more so after he died, I was like, holy shit. Wow. Like, that that's the thing that I'm like, I can't wait to tell Gary. Like, one day. Yeah. Because, like... He encouraged that moment, kind of. Like, yeah. he just gave me such... He, he's given me so many perspectives that I wouldn't have otherwise have. But, like, I've got memories from those weeks. And, like, I know my family in a way I never would have. And I would I would have, like, massive regret had I not. So... I don't know how we got onto that.
0: No, but it, no, that's huge. That's huge. I think it's the the whole you know, don't live life without regrets. Do what you want because as best as you can. As best as you can, yeah. Because yeah. that's that's huge, man. I think that's very yeah. valuable.
2: And like when Gary gives free value like that, yes, I'm willing to spend a significant portion of my savings into something he says is going to be a good investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I totally and, agree. And he was right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: so for somebody that's new like me for example and i go to your instagram page where i see you put a lot of content out yeah uh it's want to be a v friend yeah it's
2: want to be like uh like spice girls
0: okay want to be a v friend okay so what can people expect if they're new and they just you happen to just see your page on instagram what kind of content are we looking at
2: um usually it's me on a live stream just like talking with folks answering questions I've been trying to get better at the micro stuff mm-hmm. um but it's happening more on Twitter right now where I'll do like uh, hour to three hour long Twitter spaces which is like a drop in audio like clubhouse and we just talk about all the things because ba- basically like we're just sort of hanging on Gary's words before the reveal like we want to get ahead of it we want to know where to go and there's some strategy elements right now because so like if coming back to book games
1: but yeah, I mean, the content is just like. And you're doing it. You, you can just ask me questions. Because he's keeping up, you're basically keeping up with Gary's moves every day. Yeah. He's bringing the community together to talk about how these moves, talk about if you're invested in book games, how you secure your uh, series two spots for a good character. So it's more just like, I feel like Jeremy does a great job of keeping the community together. And just a side note, like yesterday, what I really liked about getting him and picking him up and, 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 I think us doing that with our own community just brings so much more value long-term to the entire community. Because mm-hmm. like we're talking, like, man, you got a V friend in every city. And if we have this little V fam map, mm-hmm. and now I'm like in Toronto. and you or, can link um, up. You can link Make up, man. Yeah. man that's, that's, and what right? Gary, that's what Gary intended this to be. Yeah. A, a community. community unity. unity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful.
0: Um, You already probably know this, but you said you fell off on TikTok. I think that should be also a big outlet for you because you like to do these live streams, right? Yeah. And uh, the beautiful thing about TikTok, uh, I used to do a lot of lives, but it's that for you page that you can constantly see people joining. People that aren't even even following you, joining, joining, joining. joining. That's a big way for you. And all you have to do is I think uh, you have to reach a thousand followers is to, you go, to be able okay. to go live on TikTok. Okay. And you oh, get that. Okay, I can so do that. You, that could be a mission, and we can make it happen, you know?
2: I've got, I've got that, like, I've got that that resistance. I can feel it in my body. Because I don't know how to use the editor or everything. I'm slow, and so it, it, it hangs me up. But, so, I, but you just got to push through it.
0: Push through it, yeah, and yeah. I feel like just the, the, the one-on-one talk, you know, just putting the camera up, and, you know, first five seconds are very important. So if, as long as you're able to get that hook, get the viewer in i think that's valuable because once you hit that a thousand where you can go live i think that's going to provide a lot Mm. of value because i was watching one of your you know live streams and it's good information so i think people on tiktok are constantly looking for content to consume and that for you page is a good outlet to get new people in front of like that algorithm is like okay this person likes nfts this person likes uh v friends or a gay v fan then boom they'll put your Mm. content out there for those people that like Yes,
2: you know, Gary's thing right now. Gary's been talking about TikTok for two years Mm -hmm. as like way before the spot. And he's still today like today is giving people advice for TikToks a day. Yeah, four meaningful TikToks a day will change your. It doesn't matter what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. If you make four TikToks a day about it, you'll get there a hell of a lot faster. Mm -hmm. which is wild. Yes, and I'm not, and I I don't make a single one.
0: <laughs> so uh, yeah, find find it find that way, man. Because the, the content's there, you're putting it out there. So might as well use that other outlet that provides totally. more exposure. I think TikTok. That's why TikTok is TikTok is because that it for you pages that just you have the possibility to to be seen by thousands, if not millions, of people. So right, yes, that's, right. that's huge. Yes. So yeah, okay. man. So so
2: I'm committing right now. I'm I, I'm gonna just start with one a day. I can do one a day. Yeah, I think yeah, that's. Yeah
0: you know we'll get started yeah exactly i think we're you know some people are kind of they hold back on like oh if this doesn't go viral i'm gonna lose my shit but it's just like put it out there yeah. and just wait for your moment that's it provide a value and that's it your and be, moment will and, come. Be ready, right? and be ready right be ready yeah. exactly because that's, that's the doing. other
2: thing is like if you hit you you'll hit harder if you have more stuff for people to like yeah, you have a catalog and yes. you're like oh this guy's been doing shit yes. yeah yeah
0: so it's, it's very interesting. And I think the creator economy, I'm a big fan of that as well. And that's what I like to study yes, is just cool. seeing like where this whole creator thing. And then I think there's going to be somewhere where it's just like NFTs, metaverse, they all just boom, mm-hmm. come together. Well,
2: there's a lot of tools like, you know, because it's on blockchain, this isn't entirely new, but it's just easier to drive royalties back to the original creator. Like if you create an NFT... Within, um, within the code that creates your digital certificate that will be attached to whatever your art is, you have a smart contract. And in that smart contract, you can write a few different protocols. And a very simple one is royalties to the creator. You can do split royalties if you've got multiple creators. There's like a lot of options. So like when Gary V sells a V friend, I mean, what Gary sold all his V friends in May and June. And actually, side note, they didn't sell out for like three weeks. Three weeks. So just
1: for the record. Well, That's why um, we thought they are going to sell early. That's why we didn't think we were going to get one. I, know, I bought mine
2: day one before yeah, the floor too. because I was
1: like, I'm not risking this. Okay. Um, so
2: now they sell on a secondary market. Every time one sells, Gary gets 10% of the sale. That's genius. That's- I, don't, I don't know the figures, but I want to say there's been like three close to 3000 ethereum traded mm. which means he's made 300 ethereum which even which, today at average is price like of
1: 25 let's say the whole time maybe or even an average price of 28 hundred it's it's a lot of money that's 10 percent. like of that. book
2: book games alone which is on a separate it's a five and a half percent royalty right yeah it's it's but like the volume traded on book games is like 50 million dollars it's crazy
1: Five and a half percent of that is going straight to Gary's. Well, he's reinvesting. He's running a business. That's what people don't get. I mean, and he's reinvesting it. He's investing into VCON. VCON ain't cheap. Yeah, you know, and then stressful too. He said, and he Mm -hmm. raised fifty million on the initial sale for V1, and he Ethereum tanked. So I know he took like there was a lot of losses where he didn't. He took the ETH from the sale and didn't convert it to USD. It stayed ETH, and then ETH went down to you know twenty eight hundred from four four K, which that costs. I mean, 50, so fifty that's million went all, to Fifty percent yeah. of you know, <laughs> yeah. loss. But well, you know, but not,
2: not only it. does like fifty percent of his purchase power go away, he gets taxed at the rate that he earned it. It's income, Shh. so so he now gets taxed per sale at four K, but it's down. <laughs> but you it's know. down. Yeah. It, it gets complicated. I mean, there are there is taxes on all these things, but that's kind of that's a rabbit hole for another time yeah but let we're, me we're...
0: ask you this so if i i'm looking to purchase uh v friends Two, mm-hmm. what what do i get with that and what's the for the floor price on it i'm glad you asked that because
2: it's not as simple as you might think so the answer to your question is it's a thousand dollars okay which is pretty relatively fair he's been promising that for months and months and months and you get one NFT, one of one, character pose, setting, and something else. We don't know what it is yet. My okay. best guess is it's like a figurine or like a stuffed you toy. You might get an actual physical like,
1: collectible when you buy this Series 2. When yeah, are we expected to get this? April, Mid-April. Series 2 drops. So here's
2: what's interesting. Today's March We're getting 13th. it? We're getting it? Wow, oh, yeah. This is where it gets complicated. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're definitely getting wow, it. We're, you're we're, definitely get, getting. we're
1: getting it. Because if you own a V1, you automatically get... You, uh, to, you automatically uh, get one.
0: So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get one. I yeah, you got to try and get one. Oh, okay.
2: Shout out to Ben Lumley, who told us there's 45,000 <laughs> Ethereum volume traded. Wow. I knew 3K sounded low. 45,000 Ethereum volume traded. That wow. means he made 4.5 thousand. Add two zeros to that times two at minimum. Mm, that's crazy. We're talking like... Um, yeah, it's a lot of money.
0: Okay, uh, so me three zeros. Yeah, me like I, I was one that uh, when I linked up with Casey, Casey was already a V holder, and he kind of put me onto it because I've have I've heard it from Gary V, but. I'm all over the place, man. So I feel I, you. You know, so it's like... T- I Timing is everything. Yeah. You,
2: there's so many stories of people who were like, I was there, I was in the Discord, and like, I was too lazy to set up a MetaMask. I had a trouble with Coinbase. Like, shit happens.
0: My thing was more of... Because uh, I remember when I messaged you, you had... Remember when I told you, like, bro, put me on to, like, the NFTs? because yeah, yeah. And this was before we even linked up. We did the podcast and yeah. stuff, and you were like, join the, the Discord. I joined the Discord, but my time was just going on to, like, searching for material on, for the podcast. And you know, keeping up with the mm-hmm. what's going on around the creator economy, and then when I linked up with Gary, uh, with Casey, he was already a Gary V holder, and I'm like, did already happen? I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. I missed out. So, Shoot. what are my chances to get the Gary the V Friends too? Okay, what do I have to do to get it?
2: I'm gonna make this very simple for everybody. Number one, join the Discord. Okay, get in the V Friends Discord. Multiple times a week, they have education sessions, so they will tell you how to set up a MetaMask, which is your wallet, how to buy Ethereum on Coinbase, get it into your wallet. You will buy an Ethereum. Ethereum today is like twenty six, twenty seven hundred dollars $2,700. It will be under $1,000, like $950 to $1,000. But
1: Not Ethereum itself, but like the price the of price, the series. The price in Ethereum. And he's going to price it in Ethereum that like day
0: of or day before. Yeah, because... The- so is it better for me to buy an Ethereum or... St- the, that's that's the million dollar a, question. It's tricky, right? Because it's volatile, right? Yeah, you could buy a thousand dollars of ETH
2: and it could be worth less than a thousand dollars by the April, time it comes out, or it could be worth more. We just mm. don't know. It's a yeah. Uh, mm. If I was a betting man, I would say, uh, not financial advice. Buy now. I do think we're going back above three thousand soon.
1: Um, tough call, but yeah, it's a
2: tough call, and it could go both ways.
1: But back to it. But I'm bullish. Everyone trying to get Series two. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you, so you could save the 1000 theoretically like, like Gary and time it to where you have your $1,000 and just switch it to ETH the day before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're relatively in the right area. Yeah.
2: There, there's, there's so many nuances to this. Like I want to make it really simple, but like, okay, number one, if you're going to switch out your dollars to ETH the same day, you have to wire transfer it. Otherwise, you have a waiting period of three to seven days. You don't want that. Sheesh. Number two, the Ethereum isn't free.
0: It's that gas fees. No,
2: it's the gas fees. So like if you don't know what a gas fee is, it you it's like it's like a toll booth fee for using a bridge. It's it's the cost of maintaining the network with all of these different computer nodes that are keeping everything going. So you have to pay what we call the miners for transactions. And when there's not a lot of volume, that can be like $10 or $15 for a transaction. And it depends. If if you're in a minting transaction, which is like creating a new NFT. You're looking at um, anywhere from like $50 to $150 right now in in like low gas conditions. However, if everybody's making a transaction at the same time, everything gets confirmed in a block. That's why it's called the blockchain. It's like literally block by block by block, only one block at a time. And the reason it's one block at a time is because all of these servers around the world, they verify the same block at the same time and they check each other's ledger history all the way back to the original genesis block if there's any discrepancy in any block history all the way back then the transaction fails and that's why the blockchain is trustless we know that like the record is the record it's very powerful Mm. in a practical way i can pay higher gas than you to get completed in the before you in the block which means people who have the money are, will spend $500, 000, five hundred, one thousand, five thousand dollars for a one transaction on the gas like people who want this series 2v friend we, we don't know how competitive it'll be but like in the public sale which there are like ten thousand and ten thousand in change at least ten thousand available in the public sale people will spend this one thousand dollars for each plus a thousand dollars for gas and hope. You know but if somebody comes in and spends 10,000 on gas, um, they'll be completed first. So we don't know mm. what the gas price in the public sale will be until that day because it's constantly fluctuating. So in order to mitigate that like fight between like the little guys and the big guys basically right? like mm-hmm. if you've got big bags, like you can win. and we see this happen with a lot of projects. They have a 12 and a half pre-sale period. So, you want to get in that if you can, but the only way to get into it is the 1.5 collection, the interim collection called Book Games. And I'm taking a breath because this is like, yeah, this is we, we nobody really understands what Book Games is yet. And it's very, it's, it's, I, I don't have the simplest way to explain it, but like, did you see Gary's new book release, 12 and a half? I have not, he, he released a book. Instead of, like, releasing a book the way you do, he said, if you buy 12 of these books, I'll give you an NFT. There was a 24-hour period to do that. He sold 1.3 million books in 24 hours. The only other people to do that are the, the Obamas. So, like, it was a big deal. 125,000 sets of 12 were created. So that's how many tokens there are. And these NFTs cost, like, $250 to $350. Now they're about $1,000. But it's not the simplest thing. There's, like... 13 attributes, there's different frame types, and Gary is this game master. He's like, it feels like he's got a master plan, but he's also making it up as he goes. And basically, for every single one you have, it's also a raffle ticket, and it gives you a 26% chance to get on the pre sale list. Mm. On the pre sale list. And then you still have to pay the $1,000. But your gas price is going to be like $100 or less. And because the more
1: book game tokens you own, the chances of you getting on that list are more significant. I think after you get to three owned, it's like 70, 70% chance you can get Five.
2: Or, or five is 77% chance.
1: Five is 77% chance. Yeah. So,
2: Which is a lot of money for people. I mean, that's $5,000. Yeah, because book know. games,
1: it's about 1, a 1000 a book game right but, now.
2: But one thing I want to like highlight for people is like book games is not a raffle ticket for the Series 2 Friends list. Book games is a, to- is a whole ecosystem of its own that exists after the fact. So if you buy book games because it has this raffle function and you don't get the pre-sale, you can still go for public sale and like this asset, it may or may not be worth what you paid for it in the short term. But in the long term, like you're making a good bet because number one, you're betting on Gary V, But number two, the game aspect, it's not like a video game. It's a strategy game. So Gary created a burning function and when you burn an NFT, you destroy it from the blockchain. You so
1: Deflationary.
2: So the whole thing is deflationary. It started with 125000 uh, A couple days ago, there were 123000 Yesterday and the day before, Gary offered VCon tickets. You could burn five book game tokens for a VCon ticket. That'd
1: be wood frames.
2: And I think like 250 of them were claimed. So people burned 1,200 tokens. You know, there's a limited supply. So we're, we're already approaching 120000 After Series 2, you don't have to burn for the pre-sale. But Gary's another element to this. Gary's got 15 new characters. The only way to get them is to burn book games. And he's just constantly going to goat people with value. And he's playing
1: this game for, for the rest of his life, for 40, years, 40 plus years, right? So if you did buy, like Jeremy's saying, well... Ten years from now, there may be a situation where Gary says, "Well, if you have these, these are these." And now, at this time, there may only be fifty thousand tokens out there because there's been so many burn opportunities to that point. Yeah. So you're buying some, and and if they're worth a thousand a token now at one hundred twenty four thousand tokens, they're sitting at fifty thousand tokens. What are they going to be worth? You know, Ooh, yeah. so it's, you're making a good investment and it's a possible access into series two based on a friends list.
2: Yeah. The reason it gets tough is like, if you only have a thousand dollars to invest, Yeah, I don't know that I would encourage someone to buy a book game token for the 26% chance. You might be better off just waiting for the secondary market and seeing what people are selling them for. Mm-hmm. Because when people get them, they, they'll be pre, they'll be unrevealed. It won't, we won't know what the character and background is. And people will sell them. Tons of people will sell them for like 1.5 what they paid to what they two x what they paid, and sometimes paying a little more for a sure thing is better than like competing in the gas war, because if you if you buy the public sale and there's no supply left, but you've already confirmed, you'll lose a little bit in gas. You'll lose like 30 bucks or something, um, and then it's gone because of your your transaction failed. So. So yeah, th- that's tough. Like, and I'm, and we're gonna get that question more and more of like, okay, I've only got enough for the mint. Should I buy a mm. book game token? And probably not. Like, twenty six percent is twenty six percent.
1: I would say yes, though. I'd still be like, hey, I'm trying to get in. Like, let's. If,
2: if you're comfortable for a long time, right? Like, if if you're not trying to like turn that one thousand into five thousand next month, and you can be a little patient, yeah, book games is gonna be a good buy today, tomorrow for next year, like. Mm. There's just, like, if you can handle the volatility, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Awesome. But, yeah, it's kind of like three tiers of projects where you can, you know, Gary gives price points to get in. You know, obviously, V1's it's taken off. It's where it is. But book games is still a relatively area where you can get in NFTs, get exposure, see how he builds value in the ecosystem. Um, I would say anybody trying to get in, learn book games first and try and maybe work that angle. Yeah, you know, w- when I got into crypto, um, well, I had a friend in 2017
2: who was like, oh, Jeremy, 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 you got to get a Coinbase. You got to buy Bitcoin. (laughs) He was like really excited. Good friend. He was a good friend. Um, I wish I put in more, but I trusted him. So like, and I forgot about it. I really got in at the end of 2020 and I did a strategy called dollar cost averaging, which is basically just like a little bit every day or a little bit every week or a little every month. That way, if you have $1,000 to invest... And you go in all at once, you might be timing the market well or not. And in the short term, you could that you, that may or may not be a good decision. If you dollar cost average, you average out your entry and therefore reduce your risk. This is the theory. If you want to get into V friends, I would dollar cost average into book games, mm-hmm. like accumulate your ETH as you can. You know, each one is like point four right now mm-hmm. but probably, we're at the hype but right we're, we're at we're at a high it'll probably come down 30 percent uh after april 5th april 5th is the day that like based on how many tokens you have you get assigned pre-sale spots so for every i, I think it's like once you get 20 tokens you're like confirmed at least one spot mm-hmm. but you could get up to 20 the likelihood is super super low but on average you'll get like you know one in four um yeah, accumulate your ETH and like if you could pick up a book game token like once a month, like honestly, like that could be a retirement fund in a, in
1: five years. Facts, you know, that yeah. is good info. Facts, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Dollar cost average into NFTs. Okay. And to book games specifically would be a I mean, I, I even want to start doing more of that and just collecting but I, I, I told Jeremy I can't wait for after April and we don't know how significant the dip's gonna be because the community holds, man. There's diamond hand holders here. Yeah. And, but we think there's gonna be like a book games winner where it drops thirty percent and like we talk about all the time, that's thirty percent off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And dollar cost averaging yeah. in, that that's you're building a retirement fund, man. You're betting on Gary, and Gary's proven time and time again. That he's willing to work a hundred percent of his his work day and dedicate this to to these games.
2: Mm. Oh, this man. is an interesting moment because like we've all seen it so many cycles now. Like it's 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 happened before that there's news, like there's a there's another phrase you might have heard, like buy the rumor, sell the news. So when you hear there's going to be like, this happened with the, the bits and CryptoPunk sale. There were totally people who knew about it before it was announced, and people were buying them ahead of its announcement and then sold to the people who were buying them because it was announced. Um, it happened, like, when Cardano got listed on Coinbase. A bunch of people sold as soon as it was listed, and they they sold they sold it to new bag holders, right? Um, but we've, like, seen this cycle. So it's, it's kind of a repeatable truism in the space that like after a snapshot things fall off Meta Hero just recently had a snapshot for their planets dropped uh, it dropped like 60 percent. you know we don't know how much it'll drop but like for sure volatility likely to the downside yeah and yeah. so that's a good time to get in it, you won't get a pre-spot for series two but it's a good time to get into book games mm-hmm. because i think so there's two there's two levels of support for um for book games there's 0.25 quarter ETH because it's like kind of psychological you know um so there's some support there and we spent a lot of time trading back and forth between 0.2 to Mm 0.25 but then below that at 0.1 ETH, there's like this there's this floor Mm -hmm. because another element of book games is i told you you can burn them for Special things, you can burn them for other NFTs that Gary previously owned. So they have this thing on the website called the Book Games Exchange, and they've pegged the value of each book game to 0.1 ETH. So, should the collection ever fall below that, your book game tokens are actually exchangeable for more value. So, I'm not sure we'll ever see the tokens fall below 0.1 because they've sort of like pegged a floor price, Mm. which is really nice for people who are getting into NFTs. It's like a safety net. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why book games is a good entry, even though it's very confusing at this point, because it, it, it shouldn't be confusing forever. You know, surprising? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Confusing? Hopefully not.
0: Right. Awesome. Right. Good information, like, really. Yeah. And, uh, you know, good. I've yeah. absorbed a lot, and I think a lot of people that are listening are <laughs> going to so be much. like, whoa, but it's good information. And, uh, yeah, where you, where, like, if people are new... And they want to, you know, look you up. Um, they before. should search Jeremy knows. That's my handle now.
2: Jeremy okay. knows. Okay. And I don't know, but I know. Okay. Perfect. I, <laughs> I, 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 in fact, I know. I know there's so much I don't know, and that gives me the confidence to say I know. Um, awesome. And so on Twitter, I'm Jeremy knows VF for V friends, and my podcast is Jeremy knows. And my, my podcast is entirely V Friends right now, and maybe someday it'll change, or maybe someday V Friends will hire me and I'll do this for a living. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll see. Awesome.
0: Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> right now, uh, we'll have to wrap it up. I would love to keep this yeah. conversation, yeah. but my boy, I got to clock in, you know. But Jeremy, I want to say uh, Dude, thank you. Thank you very much for stopping by. This was an amazing podcast. Casey made it happen. Sunday once again. morning, eight, 8 So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, and we, may we look forward to V Con and, and Doing a lot more content. For sure. We'll see you there. Yes. Thank you, guys.
2: We are out. Thank you. Peace.